Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! Our first reading today comes from the third chapter of Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Our second reading today comes from the second chapter of Philippians. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Here ends the lesson. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 19th chapter. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop, and they held it to his mouth. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Epitaphs, carved into stone, whittled into wood, burnished into bronze. They offer a tidy, lasting message, readable long after bodies turn to dust and memories flicker and fade. Loving mother, faithful wife. Honest man of business. Gave his life in the defense of his country lives forever with God. More than that, through poetry, scripture, and prose, epitaphs seek to sum up in one lasting package the life, the love, the work, the passion, the very purpose of those for whom they stand. Jesus Christ had no epitaph. Buried in a borrowed tomb, he had no words emblazoned on his grave. If there had been, what might they have read? Rabbi, Beloved son, faithful friend. Healer. Crucified, died, and buried. 
enemy of the people. But Christ had no epitaph. Instead, during the final hours of his life, Christ mapped out his way of suffering with seven famous last words, seven final phrases, remembered and recited throughout the ages, tiny touchstones along his way of sorrows. This Lent, as we gather to make sense out of his wretched suffering, his senseless death, our confusing lives, our miraculous relationship with him, we do so with these words as our guide. He died alone, in a way and under circumstances that we will never understand. Yet these words provide tiny windows, tenuous glimpses into his suffering, loving, final thoughts. Listen to them. We may find that these last words have a lasting impact even now for us. I thirst, he cried before he died. Short as it is, this word is significant. For in the Gospel of St. John, where this incident is recorded, our Lord is depicted almost chapter by chapter as one who had come to slake the thirst of others. Indeed, of all the world. I thirst, he cried before he died. And there was not to offer him but bitter vinegar. The story of his ministry, however, began where there was water aplenty. Not just to drink, but so much of it there that John the Baptist could declare, I baptize with water. So much water that it needed not be hoarded, but used for washing. That most wondrous and significant washing of all. I baptize with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. He baptizes with even more, the Holy Spirit. Lavishly bestowed, a great outpouring of God's grace. But now he cries, I thirst. They have no wine, his mother said at Cana then, another kind of thirst. They did have water, though, six stone jars, each holding twenty or thirty gallons, and Jesus Christ used that abundance of water there to make abundant wine. Not bitter vinegar, but what was deemed the very best that should have been served first. And now he cries, I thirst. Nicodemus, approaching stealthily at night, had another kind of thirst, a thirst for knowledge, maybe understanding comprehension, answers to the puzzling. How can one be born again to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus spoke, as, as John had earlier, of water. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit. Water and the Spirit. Both freely offered in abundance by, by the Son of Man. Who now cries out in agony, I thirst. Give me drink, he said then in Samaria at Jacob's well, prelude perhaps to later words. I thirst. But even in his asking there to slake his thirst, he offered more abundantly. If you knew the gift of God and, and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and, and he would have given you living water. 
For the water that I give will become in one a, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. A water of life. But now he cries, I thirst. At the poolside of Bethesda, there was one poor soul who thirsted, in a way, who longed for water always just beyond his reach. Sir, he said to Jesus, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is troubled. And there, beside untroubled waters now, might we call them, with the psalmist, still waters? Jesus gave abundantly. And now he cries, I thirst. He led them to the wilderness and fed them there, as God had fed his people there once long ago. And? Do we see a pattern growing here? Offered them abundantly more. I am the bread of life. Those who come to me shall not hunger, and those who believe in me shall never thirst. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And now, indeed, with blood flowing freely, it is he who cries, I thirst. Once he had made a lavish offer, a bold and generous invitation. If any thirst, let them come to me and drink. Coupled with an equally bold and lavish promise. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of that person's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Water of plenty, offered in abundance, freely, flowingly. From the one who cries, I thirst. The blind man, like this crippled counterpart, was told to go and wash. Water of plenty for his healing too. From one who now cries out, I thirst. And then, the night before this crucifixion scene, there in the upper room, when others were reluctant to assume the role of servant he had come to take, Jesus himself rose from supper, laid aside his garments, girded himself with a towel, poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to declare them clean. Their feet and ours were washed by him whose feet are now spiked to a cross. From which he cries, I thirst. He posed the awesome question in the garden then, in just this picture. Shall I not drink the cup which the Father has given me? That cup, despite the offered vinegar, we see him drinking now so thoroughly, so all-sufficiently. That still he cries, I thirst. Till one more thing remains. When finally his body hangs there broken for us all, a spear is used to pierce his side, that we receive his blood as well. And with it, St. John tells us reverently, Water. The final, all-sufficient giving to the world of himself who gave his all. I thirst, he cried before he died. That we 
may never thirst again. If any thirst, let them come to me and drink. Let us pray. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.